Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 474th edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. I'm your host, Daniel Feuerstein. I'll give you American perspective of our clubs, leagues, players, national team, and other fabulous moments. You can get your daily reading from me and other writers over at Once a Metro and the rest of the SB Nation family of soccer websites. If you have a question for me, I'll try to answer it to the best of my abilities. And ladies and gentlemen, got a couple of things to quickly discuss before we go to our main topic tonight, and that will be in about 14, 15 minutes. So sit back, relax, and take it easy. You know, we have a situation once again with FIFA. The presidency of FIFA once again is under siege. Johnny Infantino has been, shall we say, in deep trouble. Do not know the whole circumstances yet. I'm going to find a way to read it, and then next week we'll discuss it, and I'll try to bring on um, some, of course, legal uh, discussion uh, with uh, my good friend Mario Cisfantos, who is the uh, former assistant district attorney of Queens, New York, um, as we try to make some sense once again of what's going on here with the presidency of FIFA. Also... You know, people ask me this question. Why do you care what Bleacher Report does? Why do you care about what Bleacher Report says? And why do you care about how they process uh, soccer information, or at least the broadcasts of soccer? It's really simple. It's very simple. You have to know what you are doing before you even put your feet into it. Case in point, with their continual disrespect of Major League Soccer, because it is not what you know goes on around the world. And once again, some of the things that go on around the world are different than what goes on in Europe. I mean, look, South America has a different setup than what Europe does. We have a different setup than what Europe does and South America does. But at the same time, the thing is, is that a common denominator is, of course, to become a world power in professional soccer, not just within our country, but in around the world. Will that come to fruition one day? I hope it does. Now, once again, if it's not the traditional news media or the mainstream sports media that does not give a damn about the game in this country only when it comes to broadcasting the Premier League on NBC or now the Bundesliga going from Fox to ESPN Plus, uh, ESPN Plus of course, Serie A on ESPN Plus, uh, being sports showing La Liga now, of course, CBS Sports ready to show the UEFA Champions League and took that away from, from Turner, even though Turner gave up on it. Once again, it, it's a situation where what are you trying to do and what are you trying to prove and how are you trying to do it? You can bring over players, broadcasters, analysts, from Fox, from NBC, from ESPN, if you want, to do your pregame shows, your halftime shows, your post-match shows, in-between matches shows, and yet, what are you doing to enhance your product of really simplifying broadcasting a soccer match? And Turner Sports failed miserably. They were piss poor, absolutely piss poor. 
when you are broadcasting a jewel of a competition called the UEFA Champions League. Now, how is it possible to all of a sudden pick your spots and screw it up? Because every single time, every single time, Bleach Report posts something, they always are trying to throw a bad tomato in the face of MLS when, in fact, they're the ones that are looking stupid and foolish. And how do I know this? Simple, because I follow Bleacher Report, and then every – because I want to see what they're trying to do. I want to, I want to give them an opportunity, and when I gave them the opportunity, they failed. Now, granted, my word is not law, but they failed miserably, failed brilliantly because why? Because they thought if we show the UEFA Champions League, we're going to make all this money because we're going to get all these ratings, and we're going to also get all these people that want to purchase a match for just two ninety nine, a match, not a you know whip around type of thing, just a match, and that is the one thing that they have failed to understand is that there are people who want to watch everything. The pubs are now rendered useless unless you are going to purchase everything that is being offered on those two days. It is an absolute disgrace to see how Bleach Report, Turner Sports, has screwed it up royally. Royally. And why do I get on them? Because why? Because they're lazy. Because they think it's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal if you don't know how to do it properly. So once again, you, 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 know, you try to throw a bad tomato into the face of MLS when you're saying, these are the greatest players that have ever graced MLS. And while it's nice to see the photos of, you know, the pictures of Thierry Henry and, and uh, David Beckham and, uh, you know, Andrea Pirlo and De- David Villa and Frank Lampard and, you know, even Tim Cahill and a couple of other players and David Beckham and, uh, you know, Robbie Keane. Where was Landon Donovan? Where was John Harkes? Where was Tim Howard? Where was Clint Mathis? Where was uh, Tony Miola and Tab Ramos? And where were those that came over from the World Cup in 94, you know, like Jorge Campos? Like Luis Hernandez, uh, Raul Diaz Arce, Marco Echeverri, uh, Jaime Moreno. Where were, you know, those players back in the day? Carlos Valderrama. They seriously forgot to put those players into their little so-called montage. That's a fail. Here's another epic fail by Bleach Report, when you're going to honor the career of Tim Howard and you have in the background photos of him wearing Manchester United kit, holding the FA Cup with Man United, him wearing an Everton goalkeeper kit, and of course him wearing a U.S. men's national team kit and, and goalkeeper jerseys, and then you have a super color head-to-toe photo of Tim Howard in a Colorado Rapids goalkeeper kit where did Tim Howard get his start in Major League Soccer what club the club that is now known as the New York Red Bulls what used to be known as the New York New Jersey Metro Stars where he took over for both Tony Miola and Zach Norton when Zach Norton went to the Chicago Fire in the expansion draft of 1998 to go over for Tony Miola after 1998, at 98-99, just, just, you know, took over and was in the run in the 2000 U.S. Open Cup, getting to the semi, excuse me, uh, 1998 U.S. Open Cup and getting it into the semifinals. Losing, unfortunately, to the Miami Fusion, where he defeated Michigan Bucks. Also, I'm not, I'm, excuse me, wrong, wrong one. Um, Tembe Mutiny, Columbus Crew, lost to Miami Fusion 
mid Michigan Bucks was two thousand with Bob Bradley. But still though, the point is is that Tim Howard started his professional soccer career in the States with the New York New Jersey Metro Stars. Metro Stars. Simply put, the Metro Stars and Bleach Report is lazy as hell by not putting a photo of Tim Howard in a Metro Stars goalkeeper kit where you could probably easily find it in Google. You can Google it. It's not that hard. Failure again, and then you fail by not broadcasting properly the UEFA Champions League, and they're like, oh, we just give up. We're not going to do this anymore. Oh, poor babies. You don't, know how to, you don't know how to do this? You don't know how to do that? What is the point? And now all of a sudden you're going to post a video from uh, an MLS match from the MLS's back tournament about how, how VAR works, and it's an MLS match. If I was running MLS and you're all of a sudden doing this, I would have called you up and said, you know what, don't bother doing this again. Because you don't deserve to cover MLS after you thumbed your nose at it, after you said, no, we are not going to bother with you. No, we're going to put up our middle finger in front of you because you're not worth it. Look, I understand there are problems with the league and everything else, and I've said this many, many times, but the truth is is this, is that we need to have everybody on board. We need everybody on board to make sure that, A, the sport is doing well, and B, that we are supporting it. Plain and simple, Bleach Report and Turner has already, in my mind, Three strikes, you're out. They do not deserve to cover MLS. They do not deserve to cover the U.S. men's national team. Because they, my friends, are the ones that have thumbed their noses at the league and at you who supports the league and who supports this sport. How do you go from having... Six people, four in one studio, and two in another studio. How is that possible in a UEFA Champions League broadcast? And then you get to the final, and you win it down to four people, and then all of a sudden it's like you go from one broadcast crew from one European-based television network to then going to a different broadcast television network with different Englishmen calling the final. How do you do that? How does that happen? How does that happen? All I can say is, you know what, Turner? If you want to be out of the soccer game completely, go for it. Get out. Don't bother with it. Leave. It's not your place. You don't deserve to have any, any, coverage nor any views when you broadcast soccer on your station or on your website you are a failure and I pray to God you don't come back ever again this is why I've always thought you know Fox Sports at least you've got Fox Sports North for Minnesota United FC Fox Sports South and Southeast for Atlanta United Fox Sports Ohio and Sport Time Ohio for the crew uh, and Fox Sports Kansas City for Sporting Kansas City. They have done a marvelous job of broadcasting and displaying the care into the sport. ESPN, they have been with this league since 1994, English, because of the World Cup. And since 1996, they have been a part of this. ESPN, I'm so happy that they have been the consistency. I am so happy for the consistency of ESPN. NBC did a great job. Fox Sports has done a very good job. But all I can say is, right now, for Turner Sports... You are a waste of time. You are a waste of space. And I'm so happy you are no longer, and I'll say it again, 
you are no longer broadcasting and covering professional soccer. It's a pleasure not to see your butt ever again, Turner Sports. I'm happy, and I know many people are too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tonight it's going to be a fantastic show. And once again, you know, it's going to be something where CONCACAF, I know they originally had their original plan uh, go awry. But still, though, I'm just very happy that they're no longer, you know, they've, they've made this change. I know the coronavirus has really um, found a way to knock it out. But still, though, it was just absolutely incredible to have uh, this whole situation fixed. And I think it's better for it. We're going to excuse me, review the 2022 format by CONCACAF for the FIFA World Cup qualifying Joining me right now, we got Carter Krishnire from World Soccer Talk. We got Dwayne Rollins on Twenty Fourth Minute Blog, Sport Soccer Today, Sports Podcasting Network up in Canada, and we are we are going to have on John Jagu uh, from um, Texas, of course, Cantina X Podcast and SoccerChronicles.com. Trying to get John on as quickly as possible, but gentlemen, uh, thank you for coming on. And you know, Dwayne, I, I think. Because, first of all, I hope you guys are doing well with this whole coronavirus situation and uh, everything is well with you guys in your respective areas. But still, though, Dwayne, I think we talked about it off air maybe a month ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, that there was going to be a change in format. Uh, the original format just did not work well. I, I thought it was horrible that you only have a hex and then you have the rest fighting for a half spot, uh, Dwayne. This is so much better and so much easier. I just think it, it, it's just... Much better, Dwayne, to see uh, three and a half spots being fought for uh, in this fashion. Uh, yeah, I mean, my issue with the previous format, and a lot of people might say that uh, I'm biased, and, and I am a little, but I'm, I think there's also a lot of common sense to my bias in the sense that it didn't offer countries that uh, that fell out of that beyond that six range an opportunity, a true opportunity to get a direct berth to the World Cup. They they had to, you, you called it a half spot. There wasn't even that. It was a quarter spot because they had to play the, the loser, the fourth place team in the hex, just for the opportunity to get that half spot. So so it really was a, a really difficult pathway to go through. This format they've come up with, albeit in very difficult circumstances, and, and we understand that, um, does seem to meet, any objections that you might have before it recognizes the disparity between the bottom and the top in, in CONCACAF. It is not reasonable to expect a Mexico or a U.S. or a Costa Rica to have to play a long group stage format against the smaller uh, Caribbean islands. It, it just really is a waste of everyone's time. Um, you know, arguably it's a waste of everyone's time to play that against countries like Panama and Canada too. But there is, you know, you have to draw a line somewhere, right? Uh, this format yeah. forces that to happen. So it is, you know, because Canada didn't have the ranking, they have to go through a longer pathway, but they ultimately do have a pathway now. And that's all that I think anyone up here was ever asking for is an opportunity to decide it on the pitch now, not on the pitch four years ago when those ranking ranking points got drilled down to the point that they couldn't overtake El Salvador for six. John Jagu joins us right now, SoccerChronicles.com and the Cantina MX podcast. I mean, John, how many times have we said this uh, when it comes to CONCACAF Champions League, uh, CONCACAF League, now this CONCACAF Nations League, that they're giving these nations and, of course, these club teams in, you know, outside of MLS and the uh, and Liga MX, you know, they're getting better. The, the, the confederation has been improving. Everything's been going stronger for the clubs and for these players now. They're getting more competitions under their belt. And to go from the original drafting of the format, now, and of course now getting it uh, axed, much better situation and much better to see who's going to fight from that opening round all the way to those bottom three spots in that final round new setup. Hey Daniel, uh, glad to be on. It's uh, it's been a while since we've, since we've spoken. Uh, you know, I'm I'm you know, I, I wish uh, 
uh, you know, I, I wish we would have a better, better grasp of how of, of how things are going to go uh, in, in this with, with with everything that's going on in the world. So, you know, it's um, and this has been an issue with me that I've had for the past few months. It's, it's hard for me to get excited about stuff like this uh, with, uh, with with everything that 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 is going on. But uh, you know, it's uh, you know, I, I will say it is going to be. Uh, it is it is going to be interesting to see, you know how how this plays out. Uh, you know, ultimately when it gets to the uh, to, to the eight teams, you know, I, I think you know there, there's obviously some some you know some some, some big winners here. Uh, you know, Jamaica and Honduras are, are, are big winners because they don't have to go through any of the other processes, so they can go straight to the uh, straight to the final round, which will, which will now uh, include uh, eight instead of the six. And uh, you know teams like uh, like you know like you know Canada, Curacao, uh, you know you know Haiti teams that are that are on the upswing now have a, a real real good chance of, uh, of 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 getting into the into that final round. Uh, you know, Marcel, I, I'll have to I have to admit I think it was probably going to be a little bit more um, manageable I think for, uh, for for either Canada or Curacao to. Uh, to make it in, you know, if they did make it, you know, you know, through the hex with with the the steps that they had to take, but uh, you know, the, uh, the the second round matches that that take place in March uh, with with you know with, with the six teams, I mean, those are that is going to be rough. Uh, those three, uh, I mean, those three matches are probably going to be the biggest matches in in in, in Concacaf, you know, before getting. I mean, obviously before getting the hex, but I, th- I think even bigger than the than the final round because I mean, the, 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 there are going to be teams that haven't played in, in matches that tense in, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. It's going to, it will have been a long time before teams have gotten to, to play matches of that magnitude. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to see Kukagawa uh, expanding a little bit. Um, I think that it, it makes things uh, much, much easier once we get to the final eight for, for the top teams because, you know, you know, going into the final eight, that, that gives you two extra home games, which uh, against two uh, significantly weaker teams, let's just say, than what would, would normally make it. And, uh, you know, that is uh, 10 points that they probably didn't have, uh, you know, b- beforehand. So I think that that really uh, gives – Teams like Mexico, the U.S., uh, Costa Rica, to a certain degree, uh, you know, a, a, a much bigger advantage to uh, to qualify for the World Cup. So I think the, you know the, the teams that are you know four through eight are going to really, really have a battle on their hands to uh, to get to that uh, that that intercontinental playoff spot uh, to uh, to decide if, if they can make it to the to, to the World Cup. And have they decided how those mm-hmm. teams play out? Have they decided how those teams play out? Is it going to be uh, the Skunk Are they playing uh, Gondolor? Are they playing Oshinia or Asia? Do we know yet? I mean, I, I mean, I, the, the whole setup is pretty uh, straight on. I mean, in the July rankings, John, 6 through 30, um, they are going to have an opening round, uh, four matches only, two home, two away. Uh, six groups of five, um, and uh, what's going to happen is uh, the group winners will advance to the second round, and then that will they'll face each other in a goal aggregate uh, playoff, and then the the three winners of round two will join uh, the five sides, which will be the United States, no, I, Mexico, I Costa Rica, Jamaica. The, uh, the, the you know once every you know all, all the chips have fallen in Concacaf have has FIFA decided. Mm-hmm. What what uh, other confederation is going to play Concacaf for the for the for the for the, in, in the playoffs? Oh in, in no, that hasn't been decided. No, 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 that hasn't been decided yet. Um, because okay. you know, for the first time ever, guys and Karik, you've you've probably uh, seen this too. Uh, FIFA will not host a preliminary uh, qualifying draw. I mean, they're not they're not drawing uh, the groups. Each individual confederation has been drawing uh, their own groups. I mean, I know CAF has done it for themselves. Asia has done it for themselves. 
UEFA is going to do it this coming November. Uh, sometime in the middle of this month will be CONCACAF. I don't know when Oceania is going to be doing their draw. And uh, South America, CONMEBOL, John, they've already uh, drawn the positions of where, where these national teams are going to start in that 10-round no, no, robin. Asking, he's asking who, they, who the CONCACAF plays in the playoff, and it will be CONMEBOL this time. Uh, and, uh, oh, it will be CONMEBOL? Are we sure about that? It, yeah. And Oceania will play off with uh, Asia. I'm not so sure that oh. I mean, I'm not so sure that, that 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 that's actually been decided, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think based on the way they've rotated it, it would be Comnibol, uh, which because this would be uh, uh, remember 2010, 2009, Costa Rica played Uruguay in the uh, in in the playoff, and then we uh, Mexico played New Zealand, so they were playing Oceania, and then this most recent time was uh, uh, Honduras playing Australia, so they were playing. Uh, the Asian Confederation. So I could be wrong, but I, I would assume that uh, is. I, I am ninety-five percent. Sorry, I am ninety-five percent certain that it is a draw and it has not happened yet. Okay. Um, because it yeah, always has, it always has been a draw in the past. It has never rotated, so it's been a draw. Because okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. drew um, drew Asia twice in a row at one point a couple cycles ago. Oh, that's right. You're right. In 2002 and 2006, when. Uh, when Trinidad beat uh, Kuwait, uh, not Kuwait, Bahrain, and the uh, in, in that, but I have I have a yeah. bigger concern here, which is I do not know, um, given the pandemic, the global pandemic we're in, and obviously the United States is in about as bad shape as any developed country is, uh, any first world country is in uh, with coronavirus, and certainly uh, the developing world, uh, which includes much of Concacaf, uh, is is in. Uh, is in bad shape. It, it, it's become a, a bigger problem in the developing world the last few months than it was uh, initially. Initially, it was the first world country that had COVID. Uh, I do not know about national teams traveling. This is why I think it's very optimistic that FIFA has these international breaks still assigned for the rest of this year, which is when we would play out the rest of this CONCACAF qualifying and get the other three teams to join the, the other five, the five that uh, at, or at the top of the rankings in the UHEX, or it's not a hex anymore, right? It's 18. So I, I'm not sure about the timing and logistics of any of this. I think it's very optimistic. I think, uh, uh, and people who follow me on Twitter know my, my opinion of sports coming back in the middle of a pandemic. I've not been a fan of it. Uh, I do give credit to Major League Soccer and to NWSL for being, to op- being able to operate within the bubble. I think we've seen some problems in Liga MX East and uh, – which John obviously can speak to, and then USL. I think uh, the Premier League uh, got very lucky. Bundesliga did well. Uh, but the Premier League got very lucky given uh, we saw a spike in cases in the United Kingdom as soon as they opened the pubs again. So I, I'm, not, I'm not confident that this is going to happen on schedule. And I'm concerned that FIFA and CONCACAF might force national teams to travel, although, again, it's not in their hands, right? It's in the hands of governments whether they're going to allow – traveling teams to come. The only scenario maybe which, which they can get this done in is maybe they have to, uh, they have, to have a bubble in, 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 uh, in the island somewhere or in Toronto or someplace and, and just play out the rest of these groups behind closed doors in one location because I, I don't, uh, after everybody's been tested, because I'm not sure um, they're going to be able to get this done. And that, that's an overriding concern that I have in this whole uh, ambitious plan. Well, to, if, to, if, to, if to, that is the case, uh, which which I agree with you. I do think it's going to be very difficult. Uh, uh, I mean, especially you know for you know for, you know for a team like a Trinidad to have to go all the way to Vancouver, let's say, or you know, you know just just use that as an example. Yeah, that, that would be impossible. And and you know the one thing that that I do say that that they do kind of have um, uh, in their favor is that the the the, the, the final eight round robin doesn't start till June of 2021. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 if that is indeed the case, uh, it wouldn't shock me at all if Concacaf just decided to say, hey, you know what, the uh, the top eight teams, uh, you guys you, you guys are in, and since there's not going to be any matches until then, that means that El Salvador, Canada, and, and Curacao would make the final eight, which you know, frankly, would probably make the final eight anyway. But uh, uh, yeah, which um, might solve the problem anyway. But yeah, that's a great point because I think. Those are the three countries we assume uh, we're going to get in, and two of those countries, Curacao and Canada, were going to be terribly agreed by the way that they had set things up previously. And, and there were a lot of us who thought 
that those two countries could be the sleepers in a potential hacking if you're not going to let either of them in. So, yeah, I guess, I guess one way or another, uh, whether we get these matches in uh, in the COVID era, the, 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 this current round, or we just have to go to the final eight in June, uh, one way or another, it's much better than what you know, it's, it's, it's not unprecedented either for Kolkata because when I was a kid uh, in, in the 70s, and then I think the last time they did it was uh, was 82, they would actually have a little, a little tournament to determine who qualifies for the World Cup. So, uh, you know, if, if it comes down to it, I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, do we really need a Gold Cup in 2021? I would just make the uh, <laughs> if they're going to have a tournament, right, right. Tournament, you know, just just make that the World Cup qualifying. And, and and if and I'm not saying you have to have it, you know, you know, probably in the summer of 2021, you know, you know, some some viable candidates would be, you know, Canada could, you know, would definitely be a candidate, and that's, I would hope to say the United States would be. I'm sure Kolkakov would love for that to be the case, but I mean, if there is going to be just a, a single site uh, option, and it, it, it wouldn't be unprecedented for Kolkakov. I mean, I remember. In 1982, uh, Mexico uh, won their first game against Cuba, and then they they lost to El Salvador. And, and this was a, a tournament played in Honduras, and uh, yeah. and then they, they 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 had to get a late late equalizer to tie Haiti, and then they tied one more, and they had to get they had, they had to beat the, the host Honduras to qualify for the World Cup. And Hugo Sanchez literally flew in the night before because he was playing at, uh, at, at in Madrid, I think still at, uh, at Atletico. And the game ended up 0-0, and he hit the post like in the 85th minute, and the Mexico ended up beating bounce from the World Cup. So uh, it has – it's not without precedent, and, and frankly, it would probably be the most judicious thing for for, for CONCACAF to do that. Uh, now, it, I, I have to admit, I do feel bad for teams 9 through 35 and, and, and CONCACAF. If, if, if that indeed does happen, and uh, it's just um, you know, it's, it's, it's just you know, the unfortunate times that we're living in right now. No, but, uh, yeah, I'm not I so mean, sure. I sorry, I, was, I don't have much more to add to what you guys are saying, other than you know the financial uh, burden that that perhaps playing in a bubble would place on some of those Caribbean nations. Is you have to ask yourself at that point if you're running those federations, whether it's even worth trying to qualify. I mean, realistically, they're there for experience, not a realistic chance. And, you know, I've been told already that there is a possibility that some of those smaller nations don't really have the will uh, to fly these guys out to, to do what's needed to sanitize their their um, facilities, to, to spend the money needed to play safely. And if you can't do that, then at some point you have to realistically look at things. As you say, you know, it's, you don't have to go back that far to remember CONCACAF qualifying when it wasn't every country in the, in the region attempting to get there. With the 86 cycle, we had something like 10 or 12 teams in that uh, qualifying process that the Canada ultimately got through. So, you know, there's, I say in my own show, there's no such thing as fair in 2020 when it comes to sports. There's only doable. And I don't know if this plan of CONCACAF, although it does look fairer, I don't know if it's doable. And I think that's the number one issue, isn't it? This whole coronavirus situation uh, may, you know, eliminate some of these teams on their own if they're not going to have the money to uh, sanitize uh, their facilities. Um, I, I mean, this is the biggest question I think we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's not to sanitize. I mean, it's obviously important, but it's not that as much as it is the uh, the air. So, uh you know, it's, uh, and, and then travel yeah. is just, it's just, it's, it's just a great big mess. And it's, it's, you know, it, it's going to, unfortunately, you know, this is just my own personal opinion. It's, it, it's, it's going to go into, you know, the best thing that could have ever happened to FIFA is that, is that this thing is their, their world cup isn't going to, isn't going to kick off until no, was it November, late November of 2022. It's going to end up, it's going to end up being a huge, huge godsend for them. Because I don't think that 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 folks are going to be done qualifying until that summer because of these delays. So it's going to be a very it's 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 going to be kind of the situation that that we'll, that we'll see as, as you guys are playing out with sports coming in, where things are just going to happen all at once, and it's going to be yeah. I mean, it's going to be a huge mess, and it's not very equitable, but it but it is going to have to be. 
what is, as, as you guys point out, what's manageable. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing that FIFA has going for it is the fact that the, the tournament is, is, you know, essentially by programming, you know, push, push, push back six months by sheer, I mean, if, if this was a tournament being held anywhere else in the world, I think there would, there would, there would be serious uh, consideration as to just cancel the tournament altogether or maybe moving it to the, the year after. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, Daniel, that, if you yeah. remember the, the show you hosted days after this pandemic began, which was the last time I was on your show, uh, March of uh, yeah. March of 2020, right? Uh, uh, days after. Mm-hmm. Yes, it down, was. Uh, we uh, identified what John just said, and John's absolutely right. The, the, the thing that we were thinking was, you know what? Maybe this sport is luckier than the other sports, uh, or, or, or FIFA in general is lucky because uh, – so the, 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 the three-month, four-month difference, which gives you a couple extra uh, international breaks, in fact, as, as John just outlined, an extra summer potentially qualified, might save the this, this, this sports uh, structure because we were thinking the same thing. I know that night we were very much spitballing, or for lack of a better term, just kind of thinking out loud on the air, but that was what mm-hmm. we came up with, was we thought that uh, I mean, the, fact that the World Cup wasn't going to be until the winter that year essentially get, bought us a year. Or, 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 or six months that we wouldn't normally have. And, uh, and as John has just laid out, that is absolutely correct. Now it looks like we're going to have to use that six months uh, that we, we thought we might have to use at the time. Uh, again, we were just thinking out loud. But I think that that, that makes this more doable. So maybe considering we've got, uh, let's say, June of 2021, this kicks off, maybe you can go ahead and do, uh, do 14 matches or however uh, country cap wants to do it if you dispense with the gold cup and you can play through to, uh, um, to, to, to the next summer. Now it, it's up to FIFA to set those guidelines, but I think um, there's, there's, believe more me, practices. I, I think FIFA will, FIFA will do whatever, whatever it takes. They will, if that's what y'all yeah. want to do. We'll do it. Yeah. And, 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 and honestly, impressed. if I were UEFA right now, I, I would, I would, I would seriously consider using the, the, I'm sorry, I'd the Eurocopa, I, I can't call it anything else, to determine what like, if they have, like, like the round of 16 or whatever it is, or is it, is it, is it going to round of 16? Yeah. Well, let me just put it, like, like the top two teams in each group that, that, that make it out of the 24 qualify for the World Cup, and then, and then they can have a playoff for the, for the remaining four. Yeah, I mean, that, that, might, that might be really just use the Euros, because it's yeah, going to be a year exactly. out, and I think... Use Copa I, America I, I, for the same, same way. Yep, same way. And, and uh, what impressed me, John and, and Daniel and, and Dwayne, is I, I thought this sport was very rigid with its rules and its structures. We found, and leagues were very rigid, we found coronavirus has made everybody much more pragmatic. So I, I did not ever expect to see uh, the kind of flexibility the Premier League and Serie A and La Liga showed in how they completed their season. Serie A just finished the other day. And uh, – same thing with UEFA. I never expected them to go to a single-site knockout tournament for the Champions League. That, mm-hmm. that is uh, something they abandoned 40 years ago doing. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so FIFA, too, I think is going to be, as John outlined, very pragmatic. Whatever it takes to get, get it in, get it done, and then restore someone to normalcy uh, or whatever we consider normalcy yeah. when we get to Qatar in 2020. Because, I mean, so, I mean, you're asking South America to come up with 18 match dates. In, 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 in an 18 month, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. No. Yeah. And, and if any place, I mean, the whole world is suffering from COVID right now, but if any place is really underwater at this moment in August, it's Latin America. So I, I do not see how Common the Ball can play 18 matches, uh, the, the home and away format that they're accustomed to. I, I think you're right, John. Just use the COPA that they delayed to 2021. And, uh, However, they have to figure it out from there. They have to figure it out. That's what I would do. Now, go ahead, Dwayne. I, I really agree with everything that's being said. There's, there's not much more to add. I mean, it's a complicated time in the world, and we have to be flexible. And, and as Cardick said, it, it, you know, we have seen people that normally are pretty inflexible be so. So it's uh, that that's reassuring. And, and you know, even you know, Concacaf and. This, although they're trying to, to make fetch happen a little bit here. They, they have been uh, willing to back away from, from some of the stuff that uh, 
that wasn't necessarily going to work for them. And, and hopefully it can happen, but it's, you know, it, it's hard to get excited. I, I concur with that general idea. It's, it's great to have these conversations and, you know, intellectually I can get excited by a format like this because, you know, it's interesting. It's different. It's new. It, it provides an opportunity for some new faces in that final round. All of those things are great, but until, you know, there's a press conference with a whole bunch of smart people holding up a vaccine, I, I'm not going to really predict anything as 100% happening, and it's hard to really get excited about next Thursday, let alone walk up qualifying down the line. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, hopefully um, the, a vaccine, a cure, uh, can be found. Uh, I know it's going to take time, obviously, but the truth is I'm hoping it can be found within maybe a month or two if they can get the correct formula to uh, get rid of this horrible thing. And, uh, I mean, I'm trying to uh, hold on to hope that we can get this whole situation taken care of as soon as possible, gentlemen, because, you know, who would have thought something like this would, you know, stop the world, stop this wonderful game that we love to cover, that we've rooted for since we were kids. Uh, you know, now we're involved in this podcasting, writing, blogging, um, podcasting. I mean, you know, what we are doing it has been, you know, tremendously, you know, fun to do. But, you know, it's not fun when you have to wonder, well, something like a pandemic, as bad as this has been, my goodness, stops the ball from uh, from rolling, and uh, now we have to wonder, you know, are we ever going to get these games in? You know, I mean, right now, I mean, finally, Premier League has finished their season. Bundesliga has finished their season. You know, all the European uh, leagues probably have already finished their season. Uh, FMF right now with Liga MX has to find a way to continue. Uh, MLS has done a decent job with this uh, tournament in Orlando in a bubble. And now the big question is, can they resume their league uh, season uh, in the, uh, you know, in everyone's regular stadium situation? And that's the only thing right now we have to wor- worry about and wonder. Retarded. Yeah, is that be a uh, no, especially with schools starting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I, I do not think that it's wise for MLS to resume their regular season. But uh, again, I, I've been shocked that. Uh, that Major League Baseball has taken the approach they have. I think it's, it's pretty reckless, if you ask me. And uh, uh, similarly, USL, who, who those of you who follow me on Twitter have seen my, my opinions of uh, USL. I, I'm so disgusted with USL, I stopped watching the league because uh, I, uh, I just think that they're putting, uh, putting their own, whatever their own interest is, uh, as a league office ahead of uh, player safety and fan safety and, and uh, community safety, really. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, and let's ask Wayne, because Wayne, you know, Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver could hold the key to whether MLS really can restart. If they cannot host home games, and, I, and we know the province of Ontario has, has a pretty strong stand, right, Wayne? Uh, maybe uh, MLS cannot restart. Yeah, the current plan is for the three Canadian teams to play uh, three games against each other, like six games total. So three Toronto play Vancouver three times and Montreal three times, which – is an awful unbalanced schedule when you think about <laughs> them trying to reintegrate back. But, um, you know, the, the one advantage we have up here is it is, um, for whatever reason, you can draw your own conclusions. It is much safer right now where I am than it is where most of you guys are, I think. Um, I hope uh, that changes for you. But, you know, there was only nine cases in the entire 3 million region that I'm in right now yesterday. So, so we're doing pretty well up here, and, and that will allow them to play each other. Um, but travel, there's just no way. As long as the situation in the United States remains where it is, you know, bluntly, if the Blue Jays couldn't, could not get the federal government to agree to allow them to play home games in Toronto, there is literally no way, and you know what, that MLS is going to be able to do the same thing. Because the Toronto Blue Jays have a lot longer history in this country and a lot more fans. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah, unlikely. I mean, yeah, I mean, but, you're yeah. absolutely right. And it's only going to get worse with with, with this insistence of opening schools. Well, I mean, the cases. I mean, it's bad now. It's going to get even worse. It's probably going to be, you know, in a month. It's going to. I can't even. It's just. It's, it's going to be absolutely awful. It's going to be absolutely awful. And there's. I mean, I I fully expect their everything to get pushed back in the spring. Whether it's NFL, college sports. 
there, there's, it's just, it's, it, it is, it is just an, un, it's going to be an untenable situation. And uh, you know, they, you know, the NFL can't play in a bubble uh, like, like, like some of the, I'm, I'm frankly, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned that that baseball, you know, with however many, you know, why they haven't been able to figure out to go play in like in some of their spring training facility. I mean, they can't have fans anyway. So what difference does it make? And uh, so yeah, just the, 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 there are three things that have just really, really, really uh, crushed my soul over these past four months. The, the, the stupidity of, of, of most Americans, their selfishness, and then, and then, and then, and then the greed on top of, on top of everything else. It's just, it's, it is, it is, it, it is really, it really makes, makes my heart hurt. And, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that's why it's, 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 it is, you know, the, you know, games are on today. I, I was working a game today uh, from home and it's just, it's 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 uh, it's tough. Yeah, cognitive dissonance is the other word. I mean, I, I just there's a recklessness, there's a stupidity, and there's a selfishness, as you said, John. And I would also say cognitive dissonance. I mean, the the idea that Major League Baseball has teams traveling, flying, going through airports, eating at restaurants. I mean, I know that they're probably spending a lot of money on arrangements, but you you, you can mitigate a lot of these risk factors by being in a bubble. And I think. We saw that with NWSL. We saw that MLS was a little more clunky in how they got them got their teams to the bubble, not in time, et cetera. Uh, and I don't blame, for example, in, in the case of Dwayne, uh, the team he covers, Toronto FC, I do not blame them at all for, 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 for stalling because the situation in the state of Florida has been so bad now since the second week of June uh, that uh, I, I think TFC was probably right uh, to use that, that amount of caution they did. But um, – the fact that Major League Baseball is playing at home, uh, home and away venues, that the NFL is talking about doing this. I know college football uh, says that, well, we'll just play within the conferences, but these conferences aren't. It's college not like football the is a Southwest Conference which is in Texas, right? I mean, now you have conferences are like half the country. So um, I think you're right, John, and with, with combining that with the reopening of schools in most areas, we are going to see uh, – to use your word, I think your word is perfect, an untenable situation in, uh, let's say, two months. So all of this stuff may be pushed back into the spring uh, as it is. And so in the case of MLS specifically, um, I, I think they ought to use this time. They've developed some goodwill with the uh, MLS's back tournament. It has been uh, well run. It has been good football, or as good football as you can have, I guess, given the circumstances. I think that they should just uh, call time out on the season. I, I understand NWSL is going to do that. Uh, there's probably not going to be a resumption of the NWSL season. I think MLS would be wise to, to think of, uh, to, to kind of do the same thing. And think about this card. Yeah. When you talk about the whole MLS's back tournament, look what Orlando city and inter Miami did compared to what the Miami Marlins did. I mean, you know, when you're talking about teams that are, you know, with uh, this whole coronavirus situation running rampant, Orlando city and inter Miami were basically, more uh, disciplined than what the Marlins organization was when they moved into uh, Philadelphia to open up this baseball season. Yeah, and, and, and I would say that uh, I, I've been in, in, in touch with uh, – because I, 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 I had my concerns about anyone playing, right? And I think I've been fairly outspoken uh, with that. Nikun Chopra and a couple others uh, have been uh, uh, sounding the alarm also. So I, I didn't want the MLS's back tournament to go on at all. And it was actually the Orlando City organization that, that approached me um, I, for whatever reason, I don't have a good relationship with Inter Miami, even though I, I live in Fort Lauderdale, there in Fort Lauderdale. But uh, it was the Orlando City organization that reached out to me and, and, and got and, and uh, brought me up to the speed on the bubble protocols, what they were doing, and then got uh, uh, other teams in the league to speak to me and, and and gave me some peace of mind that okay, once this thing was you you got it going, it would probably go pretty well, which it has. But now we get back to the fact that if you now, uh, after this tournament ends next week, you, you decide you're going to resume the regular season a couple of weeks later and, and do what the NFL is proposing to do and what Major League Baseball is already doing and what USL is already doing. USL is a league. I, I would watch as much USL as MLS. I think most people know that. And I'm just, I just feel kind of uh, uh, that I can't, can't watch it. I can't support what they're doing. I think MLS squanders that goodwill because I think there's been a lot of goodwill this last month that they've tested regularly. They've been transparent about the testing. They've shown such concern for, uh, for, for COVID victims. They have also 
uh, taking a leadership role, and this may not be everybody's cup of tea, but they've also, more than any pro sports league, embraced uh, Black Lives Matter, which I know matters to a lot of people. So there's a lot of credit in the bank, so to speak, that MLS has built up in the last six weeks that uh, I believe they will squander if they, uh, if they decide to force the issue, if they force you know, Canadian teams to play one another, as Wayne has laid out, if, uh, if, if that, they're involved in some sort of community outbreak because a team crowd – uh, New England travels to L.A., and, and uh, then they bring the virus back. California is a hot spot. Massachusetts has it more under control. They bring it back to Boston. Uh, there are all kinds of ramifications that they, if they reopen the season, and I think uh, they have done a good job with this. They have gotten themselves on television. They have gotten themselves in national media. They have gotten about as far as MLS can get. This is MLS again. This isn't the Premier League. This isn't mm-hmm. the NFL. Um, so I think they, they should just – pause it now and, 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 and declare victory. I mean, they've, they've had a great tournament. One thing I will say uh, about this, you know, these, these leagues that are considering, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% positive the NFL hired a consultant to help them figure out how to start the season. And I'm 100% positive the consultant said, don't do it. And I'm 100% positive the NFL is ignoring them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone yeah. who's a medical expert or a, uh, a consultant, a high-level consultant, would advise any of these leagues to restart, right? I think that they're just doing it because they feel like they have to from a monetary standpoint. Yeah, which is, uh, yeah, it's, uh, oof. Yeah. I was going to ask Dwayne, I mean, can Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal play against those teams in the Canadian Premier League? Um, I mean, you would like to think that, you know, you'd, like to see Toronto versus York nine or something like that, or, you know, maybe have Montreal travel and take on some of these teams in some of the other provinces. Like you said, it's not so bad up there over there in Canada. Would it be possible for Toronto, Vancouver and for uh, Montreal to face some of these Canadian premier league teams outside of the uh, Voyagers cup? Um. The current plan with the Canadian Premier League teams is that they have uh, announced their own bubble format, which is taking place in Prince Edward Island, uh, which has not had mm. a case in several months. It's, it's almost COVID-free. Uh, so they, uh, they're they going through. There's a bubble, what's called the Atlantic bubble out there. So you can't travel into the region without quarantine for two weeks uh, uh, before you go and then test before you go. And then once you're there, uh, they're going to waive a two-week quarantine for these guys to go in. So, that's the current situation with those uh, eight teams. Uh, they're going to play a round-robin tournament, similar to what the NWSL format was before Orlando pulled out. Um, the plan is to then incorporate the three Canadian MLS teams into that bubble or into another bubble uh, after the completion of that tournament to have the Canadian championship. But unfortunately, because they're in the bubble, the TFC Impact and uh, Whitecaps won't be able to travel in. They'd, they'd violate that, the, the sanctity of it at that point. Uh, so the, there is plans to have those teams play. Um, I suspect that if MLS ends up shutting down, that would be basically the plans of the Canadian teams. They would play a, a, some kind of format against themselves uh, to stay busy, and then they would play the Canadian Championship and shut the season down. You know, just to finish this off, what you guys are saying, when it comes to Major League Soccer, you're absolutely right. You know, they have some goodwill here. The, the MLS Bay's back tournament has entertained. It has gotten, you know, a little bit of a higher profile than maybe I thought it might. It, it hasn't hit as many buttons as I think the league would have liked, but it, it's doing okay. Um, and, and I think it's leaving on a good foot. If they go back and start getting positive tests and screwing everything up, like, what's the point? Like, what are you fighting for at this point? Like, honestly, the, N- the NBA playoffs start in two weeks. The NHL playoffs are going on right now. Whatever the NFL is going to do, they're going to do it, and that's soon you're going to be playing into a void anyway for the most part. So all that can happen is negative in my mind. They they might as well pause things until they can do it safely. And if that means there isn't an MLS Cup champion until next spring, so be it. Why does it matter when yep. it happens? And then you can just take a two-week break or a four-week break and start the next season at that point. It, it, it's fine. Yeah. Exactly. And Daniel, then, when, you know, if you, you don't think mind, about I'm it. Have to step off officially. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm, that's I'm fine, John. To, you can go yeah. ahead. All right. Well, it was good talking to Thank all you. Thank you, John, for your, your time as always. Sure. John Jagu, soccerchronicles.com. And, uh, of course, uh, Cantina Mex podcast. Uh, listen to John Jagu as he covers Liga Mex and the Mexican national team with him and his friends 
on the Cantina MX podcast. Um, I mean, Cardiac, I think that's the, the number one issue here is uh, maybe this is the uh, <laughs> the uh, the experimenting with uh, you know changing the calendar for MLS. Maybe this is the uh, the situation that it uh, it needed. Uh, not that you know we were we were expecting it to go through this type of format, but you know this situation. But who knows? Maybe this is what the MLS maybe can start uh, dictating. Yeah, no, no. I I I, I think uh, I mean I'm an advocate of calendar change, as everyone knows. But that's not why I'm I'm pushing this now. I, I think as Dwayne has outlined, I mean they've done about as well as as, as they can do with this. Uh, it has gone better than I think most of us thought. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a point unless it's financial. Uh, although my understanding, as I said, Orlando City reached out to me and, and I talked to a couple of other teams. My understanding behind the whole MLS back is back tournament concept was the obligation to media partners were being met by this tournament. So then I guess the only obligations you would have left are to local sponsors. And I know one of the things that the league had done really well with in the MLS back tournament is anytime. Uh, for example, Orlando played Vancouver. Well, Orlando wouldn't play Vancouver. That's a bad example. But Vancouver played, uh, played Portland. Or Port Vancouver played Seattle. They would have the sponsors from uh, British Columbia, the local sponsors, on one of the boards, and then the, uh, the sponsors from the Seattle area on another of the boards, and you can see them on television. Maybe that's not full sponsor activation or, or value, but in this uh, time, it's probably about as good as you're going to get. So, um Maybe they would. They feel like they need to resume the regular season just to fulfill those sponsorship obligations, and it's probably easier to return some money or negotiate a different agreement with those sponsors than to open things back up and for things to explode. Because I, I'm telling you, and John laid it out well, with schools reopening, uh, with the sort of outbreaks that we have that are not out of control in this country, and, and you know, I, I feel bad for for Dwayne and everybody in Canada who have been much more vigilant about fighting this virus than us down here and have been uh, have beaten it back in a way that the United States has not. They've taken it seriously. We haven't. Um, I think it's, 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 it's uh, very, very problematic for uh, uh, U.S. sports to resume in, 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 in a normal fashion. I think in Canada it's different. In Canada they're still being vigilant. Just the, the, the CAN-TL is still playing uh, in a bubble uh, in, on Prince Edward Island, and, and they're still doing the sorts of things that are smart to make sure that there isn't uh, a second wave. And if it's a sec- if there is a second wave, they, they can, they can handle it right now. Um, the U S does not have any handle on what's going on with this virus. Uh, unlike Canada, unlike the rest of the industrialized world, quite frankly. So um, the idea of restarting sports leagues and, and having teams travel all over the country and, and fly on airplanes and use public facilities and at airports and restaurants is, is complete madness. And I think, uh, particularly for people uh, like Dwayne up in Canada, they, they're looking at this probably saying, we don't want our teams traveling to the U.S. Uh, under those circumstances. I'm sure they're looking at it that way. No, I bet they yeah. are. I know Dwayne has to get out of here. Uh-huh. I, I was just, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to say goodbye and eat my, uh, eat my Chinese after this. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I got, got some garlic, uh, garlic something coming in here. It smells good. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. No, like we all miss the game, right? We all miss sports. And if it can happen safely, I think it plays a role in society. But I think it's important for us all to to take a step back and realize that uh, that it will happen in all, all its good time. Back in March, April, you know, I, I, many of us, myself included, found new ways to occupy our time. And, and I, I think at least speaking for myself, uh, it offered a new perspective on, on what this stuff matters. And I still enjoy it. It's still very much part of my life and a big part of my life. But if I have to wait till April to watch TFC, you know, play the Columbus crew again, so be it. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Wear a mask. i got to go now. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, Dwayne. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Dwayne Rawl. Dwayne Rollins, 24th Minute Blogs, soccer today and uh, on the sports podcasting network along with Kevin Laramie up in uh, Canada and he's in Toronto and Kevin's in Montreal like Cardiac, I just I mean basically that's what it is um, I think both sides of the political aisle has fumbled this very badly I, I just feel like we just unlike here in the Northeast where we've gotten a complete great grip of it and the uh, you know the curve has been flattened 
by a lot. I can definitely say here, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and here in the in the uh, here in the Northeast, we've done a great job. Now all of a sudden, unfortunately, it's everywhere else that it's been uh, difficult to um, just just to watch and to see how everyone's just not whoever's not taking it seriously. You know, it's been hard. Look, I don't like it as much as the next person, you know. I don't like the situation at all. I wish this whole thing was already over with so we can go back to our regular lives. But still, though, until there is a cure or a vaccine or of something to officially, you know, cook up in a chemistry lab and then spray it in the air and spray it in every single building, car, plane, train, and you don't have to spray it over and over and over again, including a stadium or, or training grounds. I, I really think that it, you know, we got to remain strong and vigilant and just continue to wear a mask. I know it's tough. I understand, but still though, what's better to have COVID uh, symptoms or to be patient enough to have a vaccine or a cure being uh, concocted and, and, you know, given to everyone. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And again, I mean, you have to draw the line somewhere. So, um, I, uh, sports are uh, particularly soccer is an important part of my life, but I, I, uh, I just don't think at this point it's that important given what's going on in the world. So there are leagues that have done right, that have conducted themselves properly, have put public safety and community safety and the safety of their players above other considerations. And I think MLS and NWSL fall into that category. Now there are leagues that have not done that. And I think USL falls into that category. So I am watching MLS. I watched NWSL's tournament, much of it. And uh, by the way, Sky Blue did much better than they've been doing lately. So that was good. Uh, I think that was good for them. You know, Orlando City's a story uh, that this may turn around the fortunes of their club in uh, the MLS thing. I think Sky Blue, even though they didn't win it, they didn't get to the final. Uh, the, 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 the way they played um, in that NWSL Challenge Cup, uh, for, for those of you in Jersey, it's the big, uh, big turnaround. Um, but, um, of course, my point is, I have to draw the line somewhere, so I'm not watching USL, and that that really does pain me because the the clubs I the club I support, the club I work for, most recently I was working for at this point, this time a year ago, at this very moment when we were beating the New York Cosmos in the in the NTSL National Championship, I, I'm not working with them, I'm not doing their games. They they I've told them, hey, I, I I'm not doing any of that because of USL's policies and, and COVID. So um, I think it's, it's it's difficult for a lot of um, folks. Uh, uh, to, to accept the reality of what's around them, and I think John really laid that out well. That um, that that there seems to be a, a, a selfishness and a denial in the United States that we're not seeing in other places. Now, I have to say though, um, I'm a little bit concerned that UEFA uh, does not seem to um, now, now that things have gotten restarted, they do not. They, they do not seem to be overly concerned by uh, positive tests on Real Madrid. Real Madrid's going to play Manchester City uh, on Friday on, uh, uh, in the Champions League. And they'll be on to the NA and will be on, uh, on the CBS Sports Network uh, here in the States. But I, um, I, I think hopefully uh, the, 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 the protocols and the extra four to six months that are built into the calendar because of Qatar um, are going to make everything okay in the long run. Um, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. And, and uh, I, I will just say, uh, Daniel, in closing, I'm very proud of, of what MLS has done uh, with the MLS's back tournament. I think it's been fantastic. It's been good football. Uh, I, I think uh, there have been a lot of upsets. There's also been uh, some predictable results. But, but the football has been good. The games have meant a lot. There's been a lot of excitement. Uh, and for everybody but Atlanta United fans, it's been a great time. <laughs> we had to give that little dig in there. I you know, to everything is going. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's not forget that, right? So, you know, we're playing the game for that, That's right? That's right. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. That little stick in the mud and everything. Well, Cardick, listen, thanks for coming on again, and I'll talk to you again soon. And uh, stay safe. And, and, you know, you've been doing a great job with that. Just stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time, okay? <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you, you and your family. Thank you. You too, Cardick. And that's Cardick Krishnar from World Soccer Talk. I also want to thank John Jagu from uh, Cantina MX Podcast and SoccerChronicles.com. And then, of course, Dwayne Rollins, 24th Minute Blog, Soccer Today 
Show and the Sports Podcasting Network over in Canada. Uh, this is Daniel Feuerstein, uh, Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. As always, please enjoy your football, and hopefully we can get this situation taken care of. One, two, three. Just remain strong and vigilant, and please continue to wear a mask, everybody. I, I know for some of you it's hard to do it, but listen to me. It's better to be safe than sorry, okay? Please, just please wear your masks. I am. I'm doing it. Please, everyone, go and do it. Thank you very much. Take care so long, and bye-bye for now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.